Welcome to the Turtle Pizza Party Podcast, a positively charged nostalgia trip, all things turtles and turtles related. Uh, I'm Jason Hillard with my co-host. Jamal, a.k.a. Jay Jungle. What's going on? All right, so today we are going to talk about our fantasy casting of what villain we would like to see in a Turtles movie. Now, there's been... Oh, man. I'm trying to count them right now. There's probably been six six Turtles movies officially. Yes, sir. Uh, Seth Rogen's working on, currently on producing a seventh Turtles movie, which only time can tell who the villain will be in that one. Um, honestly, it's probably going to be Shredder because that's the go-to. The GOAT. The greatest of all time. Honestly, I love Shredder as a villain. Um, I think, uh, especially in like the IDW or in the original series or anything, he always has a personal relationship with Splinter, and I think that means a lot. Um, whether we want to go by the Splinter has a was a member of a rival clan of Shredders, or Splinter shared a clan with Splinter. Even the original cartoon had them in the same clan, and then Splinter being like kicked out. And I think IDW does it best, where um, Splinter and uh, Shredder are part of the same clan. And then Shredder has a lot of resentment towards Splinter because Splinter is chosen as the successor of the foot. Um, Shre- uh, Splinter is chosen as the romantic interest, you know, and like all these things. So there's a lot of rivalry there. And that, and that speaks a lot to it too, because like, listen, I've been passed over for a promotion <laughs> a couple times. So yeah, so Shredder is a great uh, rival to the Turtles. Yes. And honestly, like in the 1990 film, like that you obviously were your introduction and one of your favorite iterations of the turtles uh shredder has this um i know the style that you're fighting and yeah blah, blah, blah. and that happens in the idw comic too and it's great like there is that moment where it's just like oh you fight in the old way <laughs> yeah you know, like a lot of personal know, history man a lot of personal history and i think that's what great storytelling is you know a lot of great storytelling is show don't tell and um just history like if, whether you show it on screen or not there's always this, this, um, we understand why these two people would be adversaries, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes from, um, just similar views, you know, like if you can share enough history, but then have like one dividing point, like that's the moment where there's good, there's good, um, rivalry and good drama. Yeah. I, I agree with you with that too. Every time that Splinter and Shredder share the history and there's like a little beef between them that turns into big issues makes the story so much better right which we could probably argue that maybe the first michael bay film didn't do that as well because like um splinter was a mutant in a sewers and he read a book and taught his kids how to you know and then shredder was just some guy exactly Um, listen this is a positively charged nostalgia trip we're not going to get into what we hate about certain things and also i really did enjoy the michael bay film i did you know, uh, for parts. But anyways, so if we were to exclude Shredder okay. as a rival for the Turtles, and we were talking exclusively about a big-budget movie adaption, whoop, whoop. what villain would you want the Turtles to face in a movie? Now, this might be like, who could give them a run for their money? Yeah. This could be who you just most want to see on a screen or who do you think would most be photogenic, you know? Who who would you like to see? 
All right. So first, before we start, I just want to say like, yo, Shredder is one of my favorite characters. Period. Who I personally would like to see would be Slash. Okay. I think right. Slash would be a great okay, villain. Can I throw this out to you? Do okay. you know this fact? There was originally a live action uh, fourth Turtles movie planned in development. And can I tell you, there was a fifth Turtle who would have played the villain. Oh, yeah? From an altered dimension, right? Who was named Kirby. Okay, so do you know how all the Turtles are named after Renaissance artists? Yes. Right, okay. So Kirby was named after Jack Kirby. Shout out to Jack Kirby. Kirby. The OG artist, comic artist, uh, Marvel and DC. Uh, So, yeah, he would have been Kirby. And he would have had daggers with, like, little, like, um, fisticuffs, kind of like bare knuckles, like, not brass knuckles. That's crazy. Like, stabby thing. And that was in. And also in the movie, there was planned alternate dimension April who was a villain, and it was all this, this whole scenario, right? So there was, there was a fifth turtle from way back. And when you say Slash, that is one of those perfect moments where let's make a perfect adversary. Let's uh, an equal opposite, yeah. right? And especially if you're going to do one villain who's powerful enough to fight against four others, you know, so it's like a... Uh, a razor. Okay, yeah. Like a Toka razor, but a razor who is comparable to all four turtles, you know? And arguably, we've seen it in a lot of kung fu films. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's always, like, the 18 guys versus one guy, and they're always going one-on-one, you know? Like, despite the fact they're waiting in line and fighting the one guy. Like, that's how the turtle movies yeah, go to, right? Yep. So when there's, like, one villain, they're all waiting in line. Even Shredder says it in the first film. You all might have had an opportunity to overpower me if you just banded together, but your uh, like your hearts are too like you care too much about one of you being lost than it you know you the three of you could have overpowered me you know but people don't do that you know especially in movies like in fight choreography people don't go like it's all about the it's like it's like it's kind of like a respect thing like I we go you know when it comes to the martial arts and especially in martial arts like um. My father was a karate black belt, and like one of his things that he always told me, like when UFC became very popular, was um, a wrestler is gonna like beat a karate guy off. Yeah, you know, karate is one of those things that are, and again, karate experts out there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, or forgive me, please. Um, but wrestlers get in there, man. Yeah. Street fighters get in there. They don't care. They're not following any rules. That's where UFC became so exciting was because like you had all these martial arts that were like sports oriented and were like two points because you kicked the head. Meanwhile, like there's these guys that are just like, oh, I just want to knock you out. Mm-hmm. Like hundred pound. hundred pound. <laughs> like, uh, pound and ground, man. I ain't got no rules, you know? And that's why mixed martial arts become such a big thing because it's like everything had a counter. It was a rock, paper, scissors kind of scenario, you know? And yeah, when Shredder and the Turtles are both in... Uh, masters of the same martial arts like yeah there's a counter for everything um and in that scenario if they're if we're looking at six people splinter included yeah all masters of the same martial art um yeah three of you are going to help power one of them all every time you know and maybe if this was a sparring and like we took uh we took points and stuff it it would be a different scenario Mm -hmm. but it's not you know 
So now it's, uh, but yeah, no, Slash is an interesting choice. And like Slash in different iterations have been uh, different things. All right, so there's many iterations of Slash, right? Like, so the first iteration of Slash I know yeah. is the 80s cartoon. Yes. And Shredder finds out that Bebop has his pet turtle and Shredder has this idea and they just have this endless supply of mutagen. And Shredder's like... Endless supply. Yeah, they, they really do, right? In that iteration, he's a little wonky. Yeah. So he's like a Superman Bizarro type scenario. Would you agree? Yeah. I agree. That's how he's played. He's played as a Superman Bizarro. If I was able to choose the yeah, script, how your, would I do what's it? Your, what's your I would cast? take I would take the Slash from the 2012 because he's a bigger imposing turtle. Okay. The snapping also, turtle. Voiced by... Who? Corey Feldman. Wow, really? The original Donatello from the 1990 film, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, I didn't like know that. Look at it. Yeah, it's crazy. Connections. Yeah, he does a gravelly voice, but yeah, that is... And that's the other thing with the 2012 film, which we talked about, and the IDW comic, they both pay homage to the original. They po- they, to the history. I don't want to say originals, because again, originals just means where you started exactly. your love of the turtles. So your mind is the 2012. So you want a big snapping turtle. Because he'll be more imposing, but in, the, in that cartoon, he kind of switches and becomes a good guy. Because he, in, that, in yes. that one, he's actually Raph's pet. The original so cartoon. in the movie, you would have that body with the bad attitude. Okay, so where do you see him as the origin in that? Who Damn, not a he, great writer. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is like, so is he somebody's pet? Or is he a response? He could be. All right, so he... let, let's, let's keep it. Let's, maybe he's, he's Raph's pet, right? And maybe okay. he's jealous that he's not part of the crew, right? Or something. Or maybe he feels left out. Okay, so let me pitch this to you. Are you ready? So in the IDW, there's a cat, a one-eyed cat. Yes. I believe who, his name is Hob. Yes. Who is struck by Splinter while Splinter is defending his turtles. Okay. Right? And it's just an alley cat. And the alley cat also gets hit with a mutagen, right? And then he grows up and then blah, 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 right? And then he becomes part of the villainy. I love him. He's a complicated villain. He also creates the Mighty Mutimals, which will be a topic of another episode. Let's pitch it like that. Let's say Slash was mutated at the same time as the Turtles, yeah, but was separated. There you go. There you go. He's trying to find his way back. They won't accept him. And right. So he immediately is like that classic, you know, because like Batman versus Superman, yeah. where you're like, well, of course it's a misunderstanding. That's why they're fighting. Yeah. You know, so the, let's do that. Let's wear uh, real quick, you ever watch Kung Fu Panda? Of course. Uh, All three of them. What's the name of the main first guy? Uh, he's one of my favorite bad guys. I can't believe I forgot his name. Tung Lo or something like that? Yeah. And he's like, Daddy, are you proud of me now? You pr-? He's beating yeah. his, the yeah, dad yeah, up. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, I've yeah. always been proud of you. Yeah. And he's like... <gasps> but you're not the chosen one. Yeah. And then he gets angrier that he said yes. he's proud of him. You yes. know what I mean? So maybe yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find that so fulfillment. Let's do that. So let's do... He was mutated at the same time as the turtles, but then rejected. Yes. And then he's for like... For being different. For being different. And then, because he's a snapping turtle, let's go, let's keep him a snapping turtle. Yep. Let's keep him huge and, like, mean and bulk and mean. Intimidating. Right? Intimidating. And, like, let's, so, listen, I've dealt with a few snapping turtles in my life. They are mean. Yes. Right? They look mean. Anyways, so, yeah, let's just go with, like, he was mutated at the same time. Um, 
he doesn't like that he was rejected. Looking or for acceptance. He thinks that he was rejected. Oh, okay. But in reality, you know, like Splinter was gathering his, his uh, four baby turtles into a jar and he missed it. Uh-huh. You know? Like maybe abandonment. He, abandonment issues. Yeah. You know? Like we all have that. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like maybe he fell off an edge and like yeah. Splinter was like putting him into a jar. And he's like, I'm going to take these four baby turtles. Oh, yeah. Some kind of conflict there yeah, caused yeah, him yeah, to yeah, leave yeah, him yeah. behind or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which very much is in the IDW comic, uh, IDW comic with Hobbs is like he was mutated too. Yeah. But because it happened in such a way, like he was walking, he walked away in that alley with Raphael in his mouth, mm. you know, and then he was mutated. And then like he has a change of heart and like he's complicated. He's the Magneto of the IDW. Right, where you understand where he's coming from, but also you're like, stop being a jerk, you know, stop being a jerk. You don't have to kill everyone, you know. But yeah, let's go with that. With okay, Slash. that's a great idea. Yeah, and okay, so you want to see a big bulking snapping turtle slash? Because if if he's the same size as the other turtles, he's really gonna give him a run for right. their money. Exactly. Right. Because right. like, we're supposed to expect that this guy was just trained better than the other. Like four. he's just a better There's fighter. Still four of them. Yeah. 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 But, but if, if he's bigger and just mm-hmm. as good, maybe a different fighting style because he wasn't trained by Splinter or something wild that's like he kind of made it by himself because he had to train himself. That's cool, man. Like I like that idea of uh, a big, bulky, and that's on honestly, the Marvel movies have been. There's been this like constant complaint that the Marvel movies are constantly putting the mirror image, but the negative of the hero versus the villain. Okay. You know, like look at Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man's villain is the, the or the yellow hornet or whatever. Yellow jacket. But like, he's the opposite, mirror opposite, right? You just watched, um, the WandaVision, right? Yeah. Wanda, who's a Scarlet Witch, her opposite is another witch. Like they're just throwing mirrored images, powers at each other. Even Shang-Chi, love Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, I think, is one of those movies where it has an excuse and I love it the most. Um, it is. The villain and the hero are mirror opposites, right? But in your scenario, it's mirror opposite, but in an exciting way. It's bigger, you know? But like, it, yeah, I see what you're saying. The mirror opposite, but it also incorporates a family issue. So you said Slash. I love your story of Slash, especially if we did our fantasy booking where he is a forgotten son of Splinter and all this stuff. Because, let's admit it, Splinter is not their father. They're turtles and rats, and it's a whole different thing. Anyways, so if I was to choose... Okay, let's hear it. And I'm dying to see this on screen. Um, the rack. Ah, uh, you know what? I, I was going to guess that. You were going to say that? With all of these, when we talk about characters, there's obviously many iterations of them. Gotcha. Okay. So, Rat Now, I want to admit, Rat King in the IDW, I think, is probably one of the um, lesser versions of the Rat King that okay. I appreciate, right? But he also is one of the most powerful versions of the Rat King. So the Rat King is like this complicated god that is playing this chess game with the mortals and like um, Shredder's former lover and inspiration. Like, it's this whole thing where they're all like gods that are playing games with the mortals, right? Definitely. Not into that. <laughs> you know? As far as the Rat King goes, I want just the Pied Piper. Yeah. You know? I love just a man who's controlled of rats. You know, and it might be the dumbest 
stripped-down version of the Rat King, but I love him so much. And, yeah, in the 80s cartoon, he probably was the best. I think so? Yeah. In the 2003, they did, he was, like, a special agent that got turned into a mutation, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, Mm, okay. That's a little stretch. And in the 2012, he was a guy that was, like, psychically controlling. scientist, I think. And then was mutated, and then he had, like, a bigger bond with the rats, and... I want the bare bottoms connection with rats. The Pied Piper. The Pied Piper, guy living in the sewers. (laughs) I want that. Because, and you know what's great about this, is that it's not a weakness to the turtles. Yeah. But it's a weakness for Splinter. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Splinter has a connection with this villain, which doesn't revolve around history. Mm -hmm. It just revolves around, like, and it's a great introduction, you know, like, I feel like Shredder should be saved for the second film. Like, if uh, I was to reboot it, yeah. save the Shredder for the second film. Yeah. Create all this history with the foot and all this stuff, and then just have the Shredder just being, like, this looming character. Be like, I used to have this adversary, Rokusaki. He was the only man that could ever match me. You know, Mark. But thankfully, he's gone. Yo, fact. Right? Or, like, you know, um, exactly what you're saying. Have, uh... Have like a rat king, maybe a leatherhead or something like that. Somebody that's All right in this scenario, we're going rat king. Rat Don't king. go through the leatherhead. Oh, I'm head. sorry, leather. I love the leatherhead too. <laughs> All right, so you have an issue with rat king, whatever. Ah, uh, ah, uh, and then it's like you know maybe some drop little hints during a movie about Rokosaki yes. and I the Clan. I want a lot of the opening movie to be about the history of the turtles and the Foot Clan, and then I don't want any foot soldiers. I don't want any shredder mention like. I want to build the history and them to be like, everybody in the film be like, oh my God, is the Shredder showing up? Like, and also this is how, has a lot to do with how they make a trailer and stuff like that. But anyways, <laughs> so I want them to build this up. And then I want, because also, all right, listen, if I'm really fantasy booking here, it's not just the wreck. Yeah. It's also Baxter. Baxter Stockman. So I want, as, I want. As a human or a fly? As a human. Okay. Which the fly was only the cartoon, you know that, right? It was only the cartoon in the original comics. He does not turn into a fly. Really? They just the, they just did that. He's a black scientist mm. who creates the the mousers and all these things and blah blah blah. I know he and did the mouses, right? And he's just a science mind, and that's the villain. And then later he kind of turns into a cyborg, but the fly thing is never introduced except for in the comic. In the cartoon, I'm sorry. But I think they probably were just trying to make In the cartoon, they're just trying to be profitable. Yeah. And they're just trying to turn everything into a mutation. So yeah, they're like, let's let's mutate him into a fly because that's a famous cartoon. I mean, not movie. I'm sorry. A fly where a scientist makes a mistake and turns into a fly monster and this and that. I love Back to Stockman's fly. I really do. But that's not true to the original form. And in fact, I prefer Baxter Stockman as just a pure sign. Okay. Really? Yes, I do. You I don't do. like him transforming? No, I mean, I think I, I think IDW did it best because IDW paid homage to both. Okay. So IDW did it right, and when he finally did turn into a fly, it was like first there was a cyborg fly army. Oh wow! And then, you know, there was issues, and then. 
Baxter Stock become like Cyborg Fly. So like they did both. Okay. You know? Even 2003 did like the Cyborg Baxter Stockman. Like even when they did the, like the fast forward where they jumped in time. Yeah. There was like a Cyborg Baxter Stockman still alive. Oh, you know. Gotcha. So yeah. So my ideal booking is there's two villains. There's maybe a Baxter Stockman that's in the back wings, and then there's a Rat King, because also the visual of like army of climbing over and attack is terrifying. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then there's the backdrop of like Baxter Stockman with his mouser machine that is cleaning New York City of all its mouse and rat problems. So it's like it's it's killing the rats and then Splinter's in danger, but then also Splinter's in this like mind control problem with the Rat King and like it's this thing. But I want the Rat King on film so bad. Like I want to see him. And he very I don't think he even gets physical with the turtles. Mm. It's always the conflict of either he has control over Master Splinter yeah. or just an army of rats, you know? And I want to see that on a film. Like, I want to see the Splinter. I want to see Rat King. And I want the opportunity for the Rat King to be more complicated, you know, to have maybe the history of, like, the 2003 where um, he's formerly an agent bishop and, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like yeah. I, but keep it vague in the first film. You know, and then maybe he can come back, you know, in the third film, you know, second film, we already decided Shredder. That's, that's Shredder. Yeah. So that's our fantasy booking. Like you want Slash, I want Racking, maybe Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman got a, like a special reference in the Michael Bay films, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, who was great casting. I thought it was Honestly, good too. He was. And also, Tyler Perry is a very physically um, impressive man. He's a tall man. Yeah. You know? He's a tall, he's a big build. I feel like they could have done something with him, and they just didn't. And it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Well, you know, the second movie did pretty good, I thought, for what, it, you know, what they Not could enough, do. Not enough, apparently, because now Seth Rogen has control, which Seth Rogen is about our age, and he, he's a nerd. Yeah, so I I'm hope hoping, he does a good job. I, I mean, Green Hornet wasn't that great. We don't have to talk about okay, that. Okay, yeah. This is a positively positive, charged sorry. podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, guys, you know what time it is. It's pizza time! Just cooked up a cauliflower crust pizza for Mile and mm. I. Now, I've never had one of these. I know Jamile has, has never had one of these. <laughs> It's a gluten-free pizza option, so the dough is switched out with a cauliflower-based uh, crust. Oh, right. Okay. Healthy. So it's healthy. Um, also, the calorie count is very low, I, I hear, because, you know, like, that bread is really messing you up, man. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Should... Both of us are going to try this for the first time. Um, it's not the Green Giant version, but it's the most popular okay. cauliflower crust version. We're both going to try it for the first time. Uh, we're going to tell you guys how it is. Just a generic yes or no. All right. Again, it's a positively charged podcast. We're not going to get too deep into how much we hate it or anything like that. We're going into this pretty negative. <laughs> All right. I have, I have this like idea that we already hate it. No, no, never. Always give us something one try. Okay. Let's give, give it one try. I'll give it a try. All right, guys. Uh, 
Let's take this, take this in. Mile, I don't know how, how well I actually cut this. Actually, this piece came out, but you can, you can just go. go to town here. Um, this is also a veggie top heavy one. Because uh, again, like I'm trying to get Demile to care about what he puts in his mouth. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, later. So let's try that. Let's try that. Hey, yo. Right, guys. Yo, I might be in the minority, but that's actually really good. Like, because it's veggie heavy, I'm not even mad at the cauliflower crust. Like, I can't even tell the difference. All right, I'm waiting for Mile to like. Yo, it's good. Yo, it's good. All right, good. We got an official statement from Mile. It's good. All right, guys, man. Just a reminder, uh, Jamile is on Twitch and Facebook Gaming. Uh, Jamile, do you want to give them your tags? Yeah, if you guys are interested in watching video game streams, um, I stream almost, you know, every day or every other day on Facebook and, you know, Twitch, like Jason said. Um, you can just find me at Jungle House Gaming. Search that and I'll pop up. All right, man. Honestly, he's very entertaining when he plays. Because most of the time he has no idea what he's doing. Facts. <laughs> and some of us are in the chat and we're always making fun of him. So you guys, tune in, please. It's a great time. And uh, until then, we're going to see you next week on uh, Turtle Pizza Party Podcast. Uh, have a good night. Peace.